0: nerds. Welcome to another segment of A New Nerd in Nine. On today's segment, I actually would like to focus on a lady who we lost this past week. Um little deviation from the normal nerd, but I think it is imperative that we all remember her legacy as we move forward in the next couple months in this country. So today is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. RBG was born March 15th, 1933 in Brooklyn, New York. She was the second daughter to Nathan and Celia Bader and she was born into a low income working class household and lived in um, a neighborhood in Brooklyn that was as such. Her mother was a huge influence on her and taught her from an early age to make sure she values independence and a good education, even though her mother did not have the opportunity to attend college. However, her mother worked in a garment factory in order to help pay for her brother's college education. And that act of selflessness really stuck with RBG and it like forever impressed her and inspired her. So RBG worked really hard to excel in her studies, and she did excellent at James Madison High School, but tragedy struck when her mother passed away from cancer the day prior to RBG's graduation. She did go on to Cornell, and she did receive A bachelor in government in 1954. She graduated top of her class. She also, that same year, married a law student by the name of Martin D. Ginsburg. They had a couple of rough early years in their marriage. Her first child, Jane, was born in 1954, shortly before Martin was then drafted. But Martin served two years, and then once he was discharged, the couple went to Harvard. So RBG balanced life as a relatively new mom and a law student. She was one of only eight females in a class of 500 plus students. So not surprisingly, in such a male-dominated environment, and considering kind of the time frame, she did meet with a fairly hostile environment in fact, the law school dean is said to have chided her and the other females for taking the places of qualified male students. However, she persevered, and she became the first female member of the very well-known Harvard Law Review. However, yet another challenge was brought to her when Martin was diagnosed with testicular cancer in 1956. So. On top of being a mother and a law student, now her husband was ill and had to go through some intense treatment. So she also took notes for him and he was able to graduate upon his recovery and he promptly got a position with a New York law firm. And in order to be with her husband and support him in that transition in New York, she transferred to Columbia and she graduated first in her class there in 1959. She had also been a part of their law review. So despite all of these accomplishments, balancing so much when she was so young, getting out into the quote unquote real world and looking for employment post-graduation, she faced a whole bunch more gender discrimination. But 1959 to 1961, She did clerk for U.S. District Judge Edmund L. Palmieri. She taught at Rutgers Law School from 1963 to 1972, and she taught at Columbia Law School 1972 to 1980. She actually became Columbia's first female tenured professor. Throughout the 70s, she served as director of Women's Rights Project of the ACLU, and she argued six landmark cases on gender equality during her time there. In 1980, President Carter appointed her to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, where she served up until 1993, when President Clinton appointed her to the Supreme Court. As a Supreme Court judge, she favored caution, moderation, and restraint. She was a key component in the progress of gender equality, rights of workers, and maintaining separation of church and state. In 1999, she won the American Bar Association Thurgood Marshall Award due to her intense work on supporting gender equality and civil rights. One of the things she's known for is a quote I dissent, and this came from A writing she did in relation to the 2000 campaign, George W. Bush versus Al Gore, where she actually objected to the court's majority ruling in favor of Bush. So her writings were typically more moderate and are said to have ended with like respectfully. But in this case, she said, I dissent. So that has become a known quote around her june twenty seventh two thousand and ten her husband Martin passed away from cancer after fifty six years of marriage. I found this quote and I thought it was pretty cute um kind of gave some insight on their relationship. It said that Martin was like outgoing and talkative and you know friendly while r b g was shy, a little more reserved and quiet so um the opposites attract i think is a way to say that. But her husband is quoted to have said, my wife doesn't give me any advice about cooking, and I don't give her any advice about the law when he was asked about how are they maintaining such a successful marriage. One day later, after her husband's passing, she was back in court. She's been involved in so many cases, but I just wanted to call out one in particular that she is said to have really helped drive um, the focus on with her activities both inside and outside of the courtroom, and that's the ruling on June 26, 2015, where same sex marriage was legal in all 50 states. There's tons more that you can find about her on the internet. You can watch documentary, you can read about her life, one of the quotes that I wanted to include in this segment that I think speaks to everybody, regardless of what you do for a living, what your career is, kind of where you're coming from, I think it's it's a good thing to keep in mind. And the quote is this, dissents speak to a future age. It's not simply to say my colleagues are wrong and I would do it this way. But the greatest dissents do become court opinions, and gradually, over time, their views become the dominant view. So that's the dissenters' hope, that they are writing not for today, but for tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this very brief bio of the notorious RBG. And if nothing else, I hope it inspires you to get out there and vote in the upcoming election.